0: The other day, Tori and I were having a conversation and in the middle of it, she looked up and she smiled and she said, isn't it wonderful? All throughout this pandemic winter that we have come through, people around here have been quietly working on these different things, she said. The capital campaign and building project, the land acknowledgement the ministry of arts, and the journey of belonging. And then she smiled her big and beautiful smile, and she said, and this month we see each of these coming to fruition. In her lovely way, Tori reminded me how good it is to look up and look around and see what is unfolding in our midst all these good things that people have been quietly and steadily working on and it is good i was at a meeting a board that i serve on the meeting was at our uu denominational offices down in boston on thursday and i told those people most of them who served as clergy in this tradition for a long time i told them how grateful i am for you good people here For the heart and the soul that you have shown through these times of challenge and upheaval. And for how wonderfully you have carried on and helped us to thrive, to even thrive in this trying time. And I wonder, do you know that just being here makes you something of a, what's the word, uh, Countercultural cultural person, that, that being in a faith community for worship makes you in a minority these days? Because participation in congregations like ours, across all kinds of differences, have been declining, as you probably know, for some time now, and yet, Isn't there a spiritual hunger that is palpable in our culture, that is not going to be satisfied by online spirituality or the guru of the month? A few years ago, I met someone on her first Sunday here and we were standing right over there at coffee hour talking after the service And with tears in her eyes, this person said to me, I'm just tired of trying to pray all by myself, all on my own. And this touched me so much. And inside, I thought, I really hope that we can be a place for you. I told her I hoped we would be a place she could find a spiritual home. And I'm not sure what happened, but she didn't end up staying here, but I hope she did find a spiritual community somewhere, a place where she belongs and where she has friends and companions that she can pray with. And isn't this why you're here? Because you want and need a place where you belong? Maybe a place where your children know that they belong, just as they are you know belonging isn't the same for everyone it can take all kinds of forms and shapes some of you want companions to work alongside with teaching our children or striving for social justice others of you want a place where you can share your joys and your sorrows your questions and your longings your stories, to have some friends that you can share your stories with and just to be with you on your journey. Some of you want and need a quiet hour on Sunday morning where you can be renewed and refreshed. We live in a time, don't we, of so much disruption and dislocation, when fear and distrust of those outside our own circles can sometimes make Everyday life seemed like a challenge. Some of us have probably lost some of our muscle for community engagement or engagement with others over all the isolation and separation we've been through. Back in March, I flew down to North Carolina to visit my mom and it had been almost a year since I'd been able to go see her. And the airports were crowded And that felt strange and a bit scary. Do you know what I mean? To me anyway, it felt that way. But it all went fine. I had a lovely visit with her and when I was flying out of Charlotte, it's a city that's always growing and the airport is always adding a new wing or terminal or something it seems. But there are a lot of people there and there were so many flights leaving from the end of the terminal where my plane was leaving out of at the same time. It was like this sea of humanity among all those gates. And I took out my phone and I took a panoramic picture of all those people and I texted it to my wife and she wrote me back a one word response, (laughs) "Ooh." But I stood there, my back against a trash receptacle, trying to feel grounded and looking at all those people, parents, siblings, children, young and old, everybody just trying to get from one place to another. And taking that all in, I actually felt my heart start to soften. And the thought came, I still like people. And this made me glad. Some of you know the researcher and writer, Brene Brown, She defines belonging as the innate human desire to be part of something larger than us. And we don't, don't we each have within us this desire, this longing to be part of something bigger, something more? And when we find it, when we find a place where we feel that, where it feels like home, where we can be ourselves, that feels so good. And encouraging and liberating, doesn't it? And you know, belonging, it's a two-way street. For it to continue and to deepen, you have to keep showing up, right? And be part of the exchange and flow. And isn't this, I hadn't thought about it before until our worship theme this month, which is creation. But isn't belonging a kind of creation and can't it also feel risky because you don't know how it's going to turn out, do you? What if they don't like me? I wonder how Taffy and Leslie felt as they set out to start to paint this beautiful piece that's now before us. It must feel rather daunting to start on a painting and maybe to finish a painting that is going to stand for and be a symbol and represent this whole church community. I can't imagine. On such a large canvas, too. I will tell you, I was part of a rather long and ongoing email thread that Taffy and Leslie were part of, as well as a number of others that was some of us offering, trying to offer helpful feedback about the work in progress, and I can only imagine and think you two are saints for weathering and receiving all of our opinions and thoughts through this ongoing email discussion, and it was a lot. I know it was a lot. Taffy told me the other day when we were talking about this before, I'd seen a little picture of the finished work, but she showed the same picture to her art teacher, and her art teacher looked at it and said something like, wow, it's really good. And then the teacher said, you know, most church art is not very good. And, you know, when you take on something new, you two had no idea, right, how this was going to go. But you you all know about this, right? Whether it's stepping across the threshold of a church for the first time, what are they going to be like in there? Maybe their website isn't telling the truth. Or coming up here and lighting a candle and sharing what's on your heart, or putting out your hand to someone and saying, I don't think we've met. What I love about you all here is your open-heartedness, your willingness to risk reaching out. And the good news is this reaching out, this risk-taking, it is its own reward, isn't it? It's the key to deeper belonging. As Rumi said, open your hands if you want to be held. Open your hands if you want to be held. I so love Shelley's poem that she shared a few minutes ago and how it traces belonging as our birthright, as something nurtured within us from the start. Belonging ebbs and flows, a creative journey of the soul, no singular beginning nor triumphant end. Belonging in this life, this spiritual body carried by our mothers. We grow safe and protected. Belonging expands within ourselves, first cries out into the world, wild-eyed and full of wonder. Belonging nurtured through play, community, faith, and love, embraced exactly as you are, wherever you are. So thank you, dear Shelley for this gift, and we put it on an insert in the order of service, so you can take Shelley's palm home with you today. And if you're on Zoom, I hope that Tom will put it up in the chat so you can have it in print too, because it is such a gift. And it is a lifelong process, right? As we grow, belonging is something we are invited to participate in and be part of creating and you hear this in the second part of Shelley's poem. Belonging, experienced through art, prayer, song, and service, felt in smiles and kind words shared over cups of tea and hot coffee. Belonging creates a center from which we can grow, learning and unlearning, exchanging bias and discomfort for curiosity and compassion. Belonging. Sparks of connection and reflection, igniting new growth, new ways of being, mindful and respectful of each unique journey. Belonging speaks to us. You are safe here. You are loved, wild-eyed and full of wonder. I also love that our choir sang this hope that we make together. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, choir. Isn't belonging also something that we need to make together? It asks each of us to do our own work too. Brene Brown says, because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our own level of self-acceptance. To belong here or anywhere, you have to be able to trust that voice that speaks so clearly in Shelley's poem. You are safe here. You are loved. This trust can be hard. I imagine each of us must have that fearful voice within us that wonders, am I worthy? Am I enough? Right? Doesn't that voice want and need to hear these words? Yes, you are. You are safe here. You are loved now and always. I believe we have come through these past two years as well as we have because we have continued to find ways to connect and we've continued to create spaces for belonging, which is so central to our well-being as individuals, as families, as a church, as a wider community. People are so hungry these days for ways to belong, for a place at the table, for an open door, for an unconditional welcome, for an outreached hand, Isn't holding open this kind of space central to why we are here? I hope at Coffee Hour you'll check out what our wonderful Journey of Belonging team has to share with you. It's the beginning of what we hope will be ongoing and deepening ways to connect and belong here. And in this month of creativity, is there anything more worthy than are ef- worthy of our efforts than creating communities of belonging. Don't we need this where we work, where we live, where we worship to feel that we belong and that others feel that they belong? So, if this energizes you, if you want to be part of this work, talk to Shelley or Cindy or me because we could use some help for what is going to come next. And we don't know exactly what's going to come next. It's an adventure. And at the same time, can we also acknowledge that we are human? That we make mistakes, that we do disappoint each other. And how necessary and healthy it is to be able to admit our mistakes and name our disappointments and offer our constructive criticism and then also ask for forgiveness from one another. Because we are in this together and isn't that good? I hope and trust we are creating the kind of spiritual home that John O'Donohue lifts up, where we have eyes to see that no one arrives without a gift and no one leaves without a blessing. One of my favorite hymns is one that is a favorite of many of yours too. And there are a couple of lines that always move me, and I expect they must move you too, because they describe this way of belonging. Drifting here with my ship's companions, all we kindred pilgrim souls, making our way by the lights of the heavens in our beautiful blue boat home. We are in this boat together, aren't we? And we are a work in progress, creating a community of belonging, all we kindred pilgrim souls. May it always be so. Amen. Oh. Um.